Hey mamas, welcome back to the show. It has been a hot minute. Haven't been around. Summer took some summer off, then took some time to kind of figure out where my podcast was going. And so we are back and you're going to be probably hearing from me or you will be hearing from me at least twice a month. If I can get uh, one done weekly, I will. But for right now, I'm planning to have two episodes a month and just got a lot of other things going on too. I'm back in school. I'm running my boutique business and working full time. So it's been crazy, but I know God really uh, has me doing this podcast to really support and help moms. And so if you could just be praying for me on the episodes I should be bringing to you, that would be awesome. But for now, I want to share this interview that I did with my good friend, Bethany. And I know you're going to love this. Bethany is a military mama, a nurse, and a makeup artist. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hey, mamas. You're listening to the Mom Squad Podcast, a faith-driven show for moms on the merry-go-round of motherhood. I'm Melissa Wheelahan, your host. I'm a mom, educator, entrepreneur, coach, and trainer. I have spent the last 25 years being a mom, and believe me, I have been through it all. The one constant in my journey has definitely been Jesus. So I'm on a mission to help other moms stop feeling overwhelmed, overcommitted, and all alone. I believe that when you center your motherhood journey in your identity in Christ, build community with other moms, and let go of societal norms that can get in the way, you will experience the abundant life that we are promised through Christ's grace and love. If you are ready to get unfiltered, unhinged, and unapologetically authentic, then you have come to the right place. Pull up a seat, grab a cozy blanket, and maybe even a cup of tea, because we are jumping off this merry-go-round with hearts open and hands up. Let's go. Well, welcome back, mamas. I'm happy to be here with you today. I am so excited to interview my friend, Bethany. Uh, just to tell you a little bit about Bethany, we're kind of related, but not really related. So we share an auntie is what we like to say. So my aunt uh, actually uh, babysat Bethany when she was little and really Bethany grew up as her calling her auntie also. And so it's like I said, we're related, but not related. So we've known each other a really long time. I'm super happy she is here to share her story with you today. And so I'm just going to ask Bethany to go ahead and just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Hi, Melissa and all the ladies listening. My name is um, Bethany. And um, like Melissa shared, my only, probably I would say my favorite aunt growing up was a aunt by love and not by blood. So um, I am a nurse turned makeup artist. Um, but I still, you know, I, I love both roles and I'm learning to kind of connect them and just kind of move along, um, with them in my life as I am led by God. And, um, I'm a mom of three little girls and I have one stepson. My, my girls are two, four, six, but almost 
357. <laughs> We're closer to 357 than 246. Um, I am a, always been a dog mom. I'm a military spouse. Um, my husband's a lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army. So um, I have many roles, I feel, day to day, and just learning to balance them and um, kind of just, just use them all and use God in a way that um, he wants for my life. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit, I think, about my my life as a military spouse. Um, I think when I first met my husband, I um, was excited. I felt a little bit like decorated and it was going to be a glamorous kind of life in the military. Um, I think when you're younger and naive, that's kind of what you think of when you think of military or at least meeting a man in the military. Um, but I think that I learned quickly, um, that it's can be very lonely and at times really hard. So, um, that's kind of how I learned, you know, I learned that the military, I, I think I learned those things for three reasons. Um, I quickly became a stepmom. And I think a lot of the struggles of the military are um, having deployed parents, uh, often resulting in divorces and um, kind of, you know, broken marriages. And again, I was so excited to be a stepmom. Um, but I think I quickly, within six months of our relationship, um, I became a stepmom. So that was in itself a big change for me, um, going from kind of a single... <laughs> single woman meeting this man that I loved. And then I moved right into one of, one of the challenges of military life. Um, yeah, no, I go think ahead. that, yeah, keep going. go ahead. Okay. So, um, I think, you know, I think as, so we, I'll, I'll explain kind of our life. Um, we met and then six months later I met Donovan and I became an Insta mom there. And then, um, we were in Massachusetts a couple of years and I moved to our first, um, I moved to our first move. Our first move was Charlottesville, Virginia. And, um, at that time I decided I left my nursing career um, and I had be, I was at the time a pediatric ICU nurse. So when we got to Virginia, you know, people would say to me, well, what do you do? You know, I think we, women and people in general identify so much with their careers. And it was the first time in my life that I couldn't say, you know, I'm an ICU nurse and I work in Boston and, um, you know, I had really worked hard for that role. And so I, that was the first time as a military spouse that I was kind of like really lonely and that I had to ident learn to identify as me and not identify with this career, you know, and what I had worked for. And, um, and so I, when I moved there, I, I was feeling a little bit lonely in that. So I did go start interviewing and I took on, um, I did take a position, but then I found out I was pregnant with my first little girl. So um, I decided not to start that job. Um, I just decided they wanted me to come home, come back too soon. 
And I thought, you know, I don't want to leave my baby at eight weeks old. Um, so I'm just gonna stay home. And that, that was the beginning of kind of like my life as a, as staying at home and finding it hard to reintegrate myself into career. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, for career women, they have no choice, but to, um, make it work and move with their career into motherhood. And that can be a struggle. But for me here, I was, I'm already home. My husband's career always takes precedence. And I've, and that has been like a reoccurring theme in our life. <laughs> like even now I've been wanting to uh, interview for maybe the pharmaceutical world. And someone that I've been chatting with is like, well, I have this internship internship open in Boston for the next two years. And I'm like, oh, well, we're leaving in 11 months. So I can't roll with things that I think normally, you know, if you're a civilian that you could kind of roll with into. So I stayed home with Felicity, which it turned out to be a really good thing because um, three weeks, she was three weeks old. I was in the thick of struggling with breastfeeding. I had a really hard time breastfeeding and just struggling being at home. Like a lot of the new baby had worn off. People stopped visiting. My parents went home. I'm home with my baby and crying, you know, and Paul comes home, comes through the door and he's like, I have news. He's like, I have to go to Iraq. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I just cried, you know, and I, but anyway, we, we pushed through that and and that was our first deployment. So Felicity's first Thanksgiving, her first Christmas, um, some of her firsts, he wasn't there for. Mm. So that was a big adjustment and change. And I think for me, um, I have always been a, a woman of God. Like I was a child of God. And in a way, I feel I was called to that. You know, I think sometimes people are given that when they're little. And I don't know what it was. I mean, I come from parents that are spiritual, but I always have been very connected, like an old soul connected. Even when my parents didn't want to go to church, like if they were missing a week, I would have them drive me down to church. <laughs> so um, growing up, um, a verse that I've always leaned on is Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. So even in college, um, studying never came very easy to me, um, but I knew I wanted to get through nursing. Um, I had actually gone first to be a, a teacher because I didn't think I could get through nursing school. <laughs> and I went to, um, when I graduated, I went and did missions in Haiti. So before I even went into the education program, I said, okay, nope, I don't care. I'm going to get through this somehow. You know, and so I decided to go to nursing school um, instead of my the education path. But um, in my point of going back to college was I kept a little piece of paper in my truck for my commutes to and from school. And it had that verse on it. Um, so I always know that I'll get through things. You know, I'm always very trusting. Um, but I was reflecting on that a little bit this morning and I thought, Trusting in God, but leaning on God are two different things. Mm -hmm. So I've always been one to trust. And then I thought of it as like a best friend. So I've, so you may trust your best friend, but 
you may not always call that person up mm. and so talk good. to them when you need them. That's so good. <laughs> True. I've never so I was thinking that. Of that. I'm like, yeah. So, so I have always trusted in God, but I haven't always leaned on God in the way that I should. And that's something I'm, I'm a week away from 40. And that's Ooh, something that has congratulations. Really <laughs> so that's one thing that has really shifted for me is like, God has always been in my heart and my soul. And I've always had that trust, but I have learned that you have to connect and you have to call on God and you have to pray and you have to read your Bible and you have to find quiet moments, you know, and now I'll just sit outside. And like this morning, um, I had like, had just dropped the hustle and bustle in my morning, dropped my girls off. I came back and I sat outside and I just like sip my coffee and had quiet, listen to the birds. And even if it's for five or 10 minutes of my day, you know, I really have learned to, to just connect. So, um, I think that, uh, one thing that came to my mind too, when I thought of that verse is being someone who's always trusted in the Lord, but not always leaned on the Lord can leave you a lonely person. And so when you combine mm. that with life in the military, you know, I'm, I'm a very strong, trusting person, but not having those conversations with God or not leaning on God has left me kind of like just um, powering through the stages of motherhood alone. Cause I'm like, I'm strong enough for this and I have God. So I'm going to get through this, but I don't always lean on God in the ways that I could. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't have the connection, um, another really hard thing with the military is in Charlottesville, I had this um, network of women because we were in a location where there were other military spouses in the Boston area. There's not really, we're in a little bit remoter, it's more remote. And so I'm not on a base. And so women, when you're a civilian woman, you you know, most of you have chosen to live in an area where you're going to stay for the most part, raise your children. Whereas I'm here for two to three years. And when people know that, whether they do it, it's probably some kind, you know, it's, they don't do it purposefully, but yeah. Like why would I have a relationship with her? Yeah. If she's just going to move, why would I have a deep relationship with her? Right. Like what would that purpose be? Right. Yeah. Right. And so, um, so it can be a lonely place to be because in military life, women, women in the military don't waste any time. (laughs) They just jump into friendships. Like they meet you, you're in, you're in their home for dinners. You are invited to holidays. You are, you know, you're in. And so when you come to a remote area where you don't know anybody, um, there's this period of, of, you know, just getting to know other women and kind of um, if, if they want to give you a chance. Right. And then we got put into COVID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here I am with a, it's like a four month old, a just two year old and a just four year old <laughs> when COVID, we went to COVID lockdown, you know? So, um, so going back to that verse and just, you know, sometimes when you trust in God without leaning on God, it can get lonely. And then you pair that with 
being this strong woman who doesn't have a circle. You know, even now I'm in, I have 10 months left here in the New England area and we've just come out of COVID. So we're just starting <laughs> to get invited to pool parties and, you know, like, like play dates. And, and I'm thinking, do I even want to bring my kids today? Cause it's just, and yes, I appreciate those connections. And of course it's great to have my friend, my kids have friends to play with, but it can be challenging knowing that you're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's interesting. I never really thought of that, but there's this, this, this um, natural culture of community in the military. Right. Mm -hmm. It just seems like it's just an right. unspoken norm. Like if you're the military, right. I mean, I grew up in a military town in San Clemente with the base there. And a lot of my like friends I went to high school with were military kids, but I never really thought of it that way because I, we were just a community anyways, but I, I can see where that would be. And I can see where that would be really lonely. Okay. Oh, definitely. I'm going to create a podcast on trusting and leaning on God. It's two different things. And I'm going to give you credit. That is a podcast episode waiting to happen. I'm going to have to, to pray on that and think about that is such an interesting thing. Tell me a little bit about, um, cause I know you guys are getting ready to go again. So your, your girls haven't really, they've moved, but they haven't really probably been old enough to understand what that is about like leaving their friends. Right. And then moving. So I know you guys are going to move in another 11 months. So what, what insight do you have for moms who might have young children and as they're called to move somewhere else, how, how to help transition their family through that? So we did just, so we sold um, my childhood home. My parents had sold it to us and we thought we were going to come back to this area, but we decided that we think we're going to settle in the South when he retires in a couple of years. So we did actually just transition through that. Um, the first move, Felicity was a baby, so she didn't know, um, but we just transitioned through that. And I think one thing that I think is important is really staying positive about it. And I actually you know, my, my parents were a little bit upset and my family was upset. And I said to them, I called and I said, you better never show that to my girls because everything I'm talking about with them right now is positive. Mm -hmm. And if you can keep up that positive momentum, um, which I think every military <laughs> mom really has to do, mm -hmm. um, because it's already those conversations of, but what do you mean? Am I, I'm not going to get to play here. I'm not going to get to swim in my pool or I'm not going to get to, you know, can we take this? Can we take that? So I think it's this balance of um, really being honest with them. So honest conversations um, and just staying positive for them, because if, if we're not positive, and I think that's where that comes back to that strong parent right? That's strong, that, that really has to trust God and then lean on God too. So, um, so I guess I would just say, um, having honest conversation and, and sit positive, talk positive, like this is an adventure. So yes, we might be leaving your favorite, you know, tree, <laughs> we left a tree they love to climb or one, they wouldn't let us cut down because it had a spider looking thing in it or, a pool, but it's just like moving them forward to, well, we bought a cottage up in Maine and now we have lots more trees to get to know and more mm -hmm. to swing from. And, you mm -hmm. know, we're, we're moving to Hawaii next year and there's 
lots of beach to explore and volcanoes and like just a new life and, yeah. and positivity on their behalf. Yeah. And I think it also like <clears throat> just being somebody who understands early childhood and how children learn, I think it's, te- you're also teaching them natural resiliency skills that they're going to take forward into their life as adults. Like when things happen in their real life as an adult, they're going to reflect back on, oh, remember that time we moved from Massachusetts to Hawaii? Like that was like a big, that's like a whole world away. And like how we did that and those skills that you're giving them. I always say, um, when I, I remember when I was teaching three-year-olds, I would say, parents would be like, I don't know what to do with this child. I'd be like, that is a, a great adult skill that your three-year-old has. Harness that skill because when they're adult, an adult, you're going to want them to have that skill. So I think that that is a, a great way to, to, to end it. But I, I want to, I want to thank you, yeah. Bethany, because I, I think that you are just amazing. And um, I'm so glad that we reconnected thank over the you. past couple of years. Um, but I want to do something really quick with you. I'd like yeah, to call speed too. round. I want to do speed round with you. Are you up for speed round? I have five, no, four sure. things. Ready? Okay. Soda, or you, I think you call it pop. Do you call it pop? Do you call it soda? Soda. You call it soda. Okay. Soda or tea? Soda. Okay. I think I know the tea. answer. Tea? Oh, you're supposed to answer it? Yeah. You, so I'm going to ask you like soda or tea, and you tell me what is your, what is, what do you prefer? Okay. 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 Ready? I have four of them for you. Soda or tea? Okay. So yeah, I you answer, right? You answer. I'm going to ask you. This tea. is how speed round works. I'm going to give you two. two. Okay. Sorry, I should have explained. Okay, so I'm going to give you two options. You're going to pick one. Okay? Okay. Okay, soda or tea? Tea. Tea, okay. Beach or mountains? Oh, <laughs> that is like... I. I can't do it. All right. I guess I'll say beach. Okay. Movies or live theater? Theater for sure. Okay. Eating out or cook at home? Eating out for sure. Eating out. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time this morning. And um, again, so amazing to see you. I appreciate you being here um, and have an amazing day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Hey, mamas. Did you love that episode? If so, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. I love hearing about what resonated with you and how you're going to show up in the world as a God-centered mom. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Mom Squad and join our Mom Squad Facebook group, linked in the show notes. Lastly, feel free to share this episode with other moms who need to hear this message. And don't forget to tag me on your social media platforms at melissa.wheelinghand. Till next time, God bless.